Hi, and welcome to Carried Away, the Sex and the City rewatch podcast. We are your hosts, Kaylee from Manchester. And Ellen from Northern Ireland. We watched the series together in our student flat, and we are rewatching seven years later, 20 something years after this show originally aired. Listen along with us as we get carried away chatting all things friendship, fashion, and dating. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to episode five. Five. <laughs> Can you believe we've got this far? <laughs> I cannot. I cannot believe that we've got this far. It's actually wild that we have we have a podcast. How many episodes are there in season one? In season one, there is twelve, I think. Oh, almost, almost at the halfway through. mark. Almost at the halfway mark. And mm-hmm. we have some very exciting things happening. Oh, at we're giving the... a little preview already. Oh, yes. The yes. Next or at the at the last. The end of the season, the last episode of season one. We're gonna have a little surprise. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not exciting. there yet. No. Yes. <gasps> we're not there yet. We've still got some episodes to go. This was a. There was a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. It was an this interesting was a very, one. It was a very interesting one. A lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. This is, it's called The Power of Female Sex. And it's kind of about, what did you think? Like, off, uh, based off the name, and obviously you've watched the episode, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the, like, the name and the theme? I'm curious. So... Obviously, I've watched the entire series, right? Said before, haven't watched it in a long time, so I don't. I know what's coming, but like the episodes, sort of, I forget a lot what's going on. Yeah. Or even like, you know, the timing and stuff. So, mm. whenever I seen that the, the name of the episode and sort mm. of the start of it, I thought it was going to be very like female empowerment. Yeah that sort of and there are aspects of it yeah but mm. it's i i felt like it was kind of like a double meaning so it was like the power of like the actual act of like a woman having sex and that translating to power Mm -hmm. but then it also had like touches of power of like the female Gender. I'm not going to say yeah. sex because they're two different things, but I feel like in the 90s, maybe that wasn't like... Exactly, yeah. Like a, a thing. But yeah, I I feel like it did have like those double theme slash hidden theme mm-hmm. vibes. But um, anyway, let's get into it. Let's, let's get, get into it. Into it. Um, season one, episode five, The Power of Female Sex, which originally aired... Oh, wait, I have a drink. Ooh. I forgot. I have a drink. And I was waiting to open it on the microphone. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm drinking to get that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have a passion fruit martini. Oh, wait. my favorite. Woo! 
Oh. Anyway, I just wanted to do that. So no, we need a taste ooh. test. Oh, wait, okay. Passion fruit martinis are my favorite. Oh. Is that good? That's good. Oh. That is good. I finished my drink before we started recording. Oh, no. I had a lovely glass of pink Moscato. Mmm. It was... Beautiful. <laughs> Can't remember the brand name, but it's a lovely bottle of wine. <laughs> it was great. It was lovely. So now <gasps> I'm on the tea. Oh, you got to, you know, keep it balanced. You got to keep it balanced. I know, I know. Yeah. Anyway, so originally aired July 5th, 1998, directed by Susan Seidelman. And now the story is by um, Genji Cohen, but it was adapted into a teleplay by Darren Starr. And I kind of only really have like one fun fact for the episode that oh. the, the woman that plays Amelita. Mm-hmm. was in the film Mannequin with Kim Cattrall from like... Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's so good. What does but she yeah. play in that? Why can't I think of her in that movie? I feel like, does she work... Oh, no. Um, let me find it on Google. When I type in Mannequin, it's just all these full-body mannequins that come up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm looking for. Um, oh, she's... English. Oh, she's not Italian. That's another fun fact. <laughs> fun fact: she's not really Italian. No. Fun fact: well, it does say she was born in London, England, mm-hmm. to a French mother and American father. Oh, okay. Well, she's a bit of French. Well, it's not Italian. Oh my gosh, she grew up in England, Scotland, Hawaii, France, Italy, and Thailand, and moved to New York as a teenager. What? She has lived a life. She's lived a life. Anyway, she played the character um, in Mannequin called Roxy. I feel like I know. I feel like I know it. Not a hundred percent. We should watch Mannequin after. Oh this. my god! Yes. Anyway, so episode starts with the with the credits and then we get the Carrie voiceover and she says the most powerful woman in New York City is the hostess at Balzac B-A-L-Z-A-K which (laughs) I put in the notes that I just called the restaurant Balzac because let's be honest who named this place? I don't know who named this place? Maybe it actually means something, but I just was like the Balsack restaurant. Yeah, not not a not a great choice of names, I have to say. No, no. And Carrie and Samantha are trying to get a table. They've been waiting for forty five minutes to get in, and Samantha's like, "Doesn't she know who we are?" Mm. And then Carrie says, "Who are we?" <laughs> Samantha says, <laughs> "Samantha says I own my own PR firm, and you." write newspaper column this should not be happening so she storms over to the hostess and the hostess is just like not asked like you're not getting in and did you notice as well this hostess had this hat on right oh god but when it was showing but when it was showing um samantha and you could see the back of this 
woman's head. She didn't have a hat on. Did she? And I was like, continuity. Fixed. She Yeah, in every scene she's in, she has a different hat on. Yeah, I, that is a later note. I was like, this woman and her hat. <laughs> Can I just say, Wild. now that we're, think, we're talking about this, like the power of the female sex, mm-hmm. they're talking about power in the sense of uh, jobs as well because this person mm-hmm. they, they say later in the episode she's the most powerful woman in in New York at the mm. minute because she is you know the host of the or she would yeah seat the um you know the most popular restaurant the restaurant mm-hmm. that though the only restaurant that seemed to matter currently yes um so that's another sort of thing about that female power yeah there's also a bit at the end um towards the end of the episode where i mean we'll get there but like carrie kind of helps her out and she really wouldn't have been able to do that if you know it was like women helping women yes which is another aspect Mm -hmm. but um but yeah so samantha and carrie they're struggling to get in and the hostess is just not interested samantha goes back to carrie and she says give me a 20 (laughs) carrie's like you must be joking she says, you think I should make it a 50? <laughs> and Carrie says, if I had $50 with me, you think I'd give it to that girl? And I was like, well, how are you paying for your food, hon? Huh? <laughs> She's probably expecting Samantha to pay. Probably. But also, this is a thought I had. Do you think, I don't know if maybe it's just because it, it was the 90s, but do you think they're talking about literal cash? Like actual yeah. physical cash? Yeah. Because then there's no way she's saying, like, if I had $50. It's like, you know? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, actual physical money. Like, yeah. Not like on a card. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Physical money. Well, we do find out, like, later down the line as well. Carrie probably doesn't have any money. (laughs) Well yeah that but is we can get into that but they end up they can't get in so they leave the restaurant and Samantha's line was if she was a man not only would we be seated we, they would be sending over free drinks yes but did you actually notice what she said before that she said because obviously she's fuming that they didn't get in she said she said, I was that woman 10 years ago, but I yielded my power in a, bene- in a benevolent manner. And I was like, you was this woman last episode turning people away and they were crying at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, True. okay. Yeah. I was like, literally, that was you last week. And she was so proud of like turning everyone away. And now she's like, that bitch. <laughs> True. I didn't even think about that. She was like, we made 20 people cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but um, she does say, yeah, if, if if we were a man, not only would we be eating right now, but they'd be sending over free drinks. Do you know, I actually think Carrie's really funny in this episode. Okay, yeah. Um, no, I, I, like, there are parts, like, I do think as well she's very cringy, but... Mm. There was a scene in this. Now, she did make a... They, not just Carrie, actually, in this scene, it was kind of funny because... Samantha's you know it was like you know I know I'm Indian down the road they send over whatever yeah yeah and she then says, 
<laughs> That's so sad. Do you think they'll get us in? <laughs> yeah, she yeah. She's like, I know a place around the corner and the, the owner almost always sends over complimentary meat crab and Samantha goes, How sad. Do you think we can get it to go? <laughs> it is it brilliant. So then the next scene we come to Carrie is shopping. Um Dolce & Gabbana. She says in the voiceover that she wanted to investigate this theory that she had about shopping as a way to unleash the creative subconscious. And I was like, so you just wanted to go shopping? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You just wanted, you wanted to, go to not work and go shopping. <laughs> Amen. And she's paying for a pair of shoes and her credit card gets declined and cut up in her face. And then all of a sudden, this Italian woman out of nowhere goes, that won't be necessary. And I don't know if that's what she actually says, but she says, I'll pay for that. Mm-hmm. And we turn around and it's Amalita. 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 Um, oh, yeah. Do you have what she actually says about Amalita word for word? She says, um, well... As the scene kind of progresses, we actually go back to her talking to the camera. And I was like, oh, my God. But that's when <laughs> she says, she says something like, Amelita, most people would call a Euro trash. Mm-hmm. But she said she thought she was that fun. Was yeah. Yeah. So then she's very extra and she introduced her to her new partner, Carlos or Carlo. Yes. Um, I think it's Carlo. Carlo. And she... Um, she says to Carrie that, you know, when is she, or she has to buy the shoes, like when has she ever like bought her a Christmas present, birthday present, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she says, you're like a sister to me. And, um, but she never see, but they never see each other. And yeah. um, Carrie then tells us, uh, the audience, that she's actually only ever met her a few times. But yeah. You would think that they were like best friends. Best best pals yeah she also says as well she says <laughs> when so she she hands the card um over and carrie's like no you know you can't you can't buy me these and she's like yeah no problem carrie's like no no and she says no you you know let me do it i never get you anything and she says besides it's on carlo and she's like and carrie goes oh are you two together and Amelita says, yes, it's like, it's been two months. And then she says, he has a tiny little penis. Yes. He knows exactly <laughs> how to use it. And then she's like, wave, darling, wave. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, she's a very good character. Yeah. yeah. She has a big personality. Yeah. She really does. And actually, she has my favorite outfit of the episode. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Love In it. this scene or? No. I'll point we'll out. get there. Yeah. Okay. Mine was... Mine was... We'll get there. Mine was one that carries, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, so they leave each other there and she's like, you must um, touch or something. I can't remember what she says, but something in Italian. And um, Carrie leaves with her shoes and is delighted. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like shouting something as, as Carrie leaves in Italian. And Carrie says she couldn't understand a word she was saying, but she understood all the Italian she needs to know. <laughs> dolce, dolce, dolce. <laughs> and then we go, and then we're home with Carrie. She's back at her apartment and she's got all these bills. She's typing out a column. And she says in the voiceover that she envied 
Amalita because she has this glamorous life and didn't actually work for a living. And I was like, pot yeah. kettle black? I know. And she said this, which I was like, whoa. She says, Amalita didn't mm. have a job, but had a dazzling sexuality that she used to her advantage. Yeah. I don't know if I've said that right, if I've word for word. I think she said, my note anyway, says she said, um, she says she exploited her sexual power to a full advantage. Oh, and something then, along those lines. Yeah, and then Carrie talks to us again, and I actually think this is the, the last time ever that she'll like look to the camera. But she says, where is the line between professional girl f- girlfriend mm. and just professional? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like... I've got some points, but I'm going to wait to make them. I'm just going to carry on for now. I'm going to wait till the right moment comes up. Yeah, I know. There's a lot to say. Yeah. So then we are... Now, I was struggling to get all of the comments down here of what everyone said. Um, so we're in the scene, the next scene, and Carrie has obviously invited the girls over for a poker night to... Mm-hmm stay in and save money and maybe make some money yeah Um, I was like okay like just because you're struggling financially you're gonna (laughs) invite your friends over to exploit them (laughs) (laughs) I know well so it starts off and again you can correct me if I'm wrong but Samantha is saying women should use every means that they have to achieve power Mm -hmm. if I got that right yeah, Samantha says women ha- have the right to use every means at their disposal to achieve power. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte's like, well, that's exploitation. And Samantha says, yes, of men, which is perfectly legal. I think, again, I'm sorry if I've got this wrong, there's a lot going on in this scene, like a lot being said. And I was like, ah! <laughs> Carrie or... Carrie says, yeah, Carrie it's says... It's about the double standard. So women can use their sexual sexuality to get ahead but men mm-hmm. should not be able to take advantage of it. Yeah. And she did this a few times in this episode where this is just something that I noted. She said sexuality a lot when she was talking about like somebody's like sexual activity like cuz there's obviously there's a difference between who you're mm-hmm. attracted to and then how much or little you you have sex or it was just interesting because she kept saying like you know sexuality in the sense that somebody's like sexual appetite or sexual orientation do you know what i'm yeah what does sexuality like she was using them but in, what does it mean to you in this sense because i was sort of thinking well it's somebody using their well, I would say almost their their body and their personality to... Mm. See, because I was thinking, like, to me, sexuality is, like, who you're attracted to. Well, that in the... Yeah, so that's what... But it's not necessarily what, how you choose to action it or not. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, no, in the sense that they're talking about it. I would oh, say, right. like, the, a, yeah, woman's sec- when mm-hmm. a woman's using their sexuality, I almost think, well, it's them using, like you say, they're acting on that, the fact that yeah. they're a woman, you know, and yeah, using yeah, their yeah. body and whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, d- yeah. I definitely, yeah, I definitely got that, but it was just, like, a note that I had where mm-hmm. 
I just wouldn't I wouldn't use the two terms like interchangeably I just oh I get what I you mean it. so you're saying that she's used it both ways so she said sexuality in terms of like who they're attracted to yeah. and and sexuality in terms of like well she the- yeah she was talking about um sexuality as in yeah like what you were saying like people's actions mm-hmm. you know like who who they're sleeping with for whatever reason whereas obviously that's not what your sexuality is that's that's different to who you're attracted to yes. who you're inherently sexually attracted to yeah that was just like a note that i had it's funny because like i think people can come across as using their sexuality in a certain way whenever they're very confident and this mm. pisses me off actually because people have said it and do you know what women have said this about other women in like workplaces mm quite a lot that like because a woman is confident because Mm. she dresses the way you know nicely for her she puts her makeup Mm -hmm. on she does her hair she's doing that for Mm. men's attention and she's using her sexuality to get attention and that really does my head in because Mm. there's absolutely no relation reason to say yeah exactly there's no relation in how you Mm. look and how you act yeah to like using your sexuality to get ahead or anything like that because you're confident maybe because you know you like to wear Mm. dresses that maybe are above your knee god forbid like yeah you know and things like that there is yeah if you want to get your nails done have a boob job like whatever it is eyelash on yeah i actually was in sorry this is very (laughs) i'm probably not related but um I remember I did, I wasn't actually at this like uh, talk, um, but I heard a comment that was made, and they basically said that like you know it was for women in a certain industry, and mm-hmm. this woman in this industry said, "Girls, you know, um, you need to be very careful about what you wear and how you're um, dressing because Katie Price." like something about like if you look like Katie Price you'll never get ahead and I thought you fucking dick oh my god yeah and this was like meant to be a motivational speech like you know yeah I don't understand yeah there's this there's this idea that some that somehow become like a thing where people think what you wear has anything to do with well for a start consent Mm -hmm. or it's anybody else's like business like yeah. if somebody wears something like if you honestly think that somebody's wearing something for you or mm-hmm. for any other reason for than an they agenda. want to feel good yeah yeah it's like no like get over yourself like that that person did not get up and think about you they got up and was like what what makes me feel confident i'm going to wear know. this yeah. i like this this is this makes yeah. me feel great i'm not even sure that was even relevant to what that first sentence <laughs> was anyway but, but just, just carry on anywho but after i think oh so then sam says something after that comment about the double standard mm-hmm. doesn't she and then i just remember miranda being like i fold and it was almost like a oh like she really like throughout this miranda does not agree with a lot of things that samantha says yeah so obviously carrie said the comment earlier about um so that women can use their sexuality to get ahead when whenever possible men shouldn't be allowed to take advantage of it 
that's when Samantha says, no, men and women are equal opportunity exploiters. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Miranda's just like, not happy about it because yeah because then charlotte says oh, i love miranda in this scene i was like yes i yes i wrote beside it yes <laughs> yes queen charlotte says what if you sense that somebody is giving you a professional advantage because they dot 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 find you charming and then this where miranda is like like her like bee, yeah like her little senses go on and she's like charming like what the fuck so yes then um charlotte talks about how no i only got his first name neville wait 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 oh god sorry am i wait no 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 you're perfectly on time but (laughs) this is when she starts to explain that a few days ago this um this artist notorious this notorious artist his name was neville morgan who was a painter paid a visit to her gallery mm-hmm. and as soon as she said this i remembered this episode it all came rushing back to me yeah and i instantly knew my quote of the episode we will get there but oh, as soon as she said I this bet. i was like bing 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 <laughs> i bet it's the same quote as i've got it can't be anything else but and we'll i'm gonna there. worry i i was worrying about putting this on instagram Nah. (laughs) Because I don't like the word. Listen, but you don't have to say it. For this episode of (laughs) day. Why do you think I suggested recording the quotes from now on? I was like, I don't want to say this, so I'm just going to record it. Yeah. Yeah. But then it shows this like flashback of this painter Neville who has like, Lucius Malfoy slash Dumbledore vibes with his hair. Oh yeah, he <laughs> and he's does. Walk- he's walking around Charlotte's gallery, and then we quick go back to Carrie's apartment. Charlotte says that she wants to get him to show his work at the gallery, but he but she senses that he's attracted to her, and he says, you know, what if he wants me to, you know? And then Carrie says, hold his brush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Miranda jumps in and says if if he even suggests what she is suggesting then you call me and we'll see the hell out of him and i was like yes and she says that's the only way to use sex for money sex for power (laughs) sex for power sex for power sorry yeah and then i was like oh my god yes miranda yeah like that's the kind of friend you need miranda is totally the voice of reason in all these four women oh i think so it's very rare that miranda says something where i'm like don't really agree with that like nearly 99.9% of the dialogue that comes out of her mouth I'm like you are a goddess Miranda I love you we stand (laughs) yeah yeah I just think she is the friend that everybody needs yeah like she's totally the voice of reason then oh my gosh this oh yes Carrie's buzzer goes Carrie gets up to to get the door but Miranda's like oh it's Skipper (laughs) She says, he insisted on picking me up, but he's not supposed to be here until 11. And Carrie goes, oh, he's like a sweet little seal pup. And Miranda goes, that you sometimes want a club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yes. And then this is where I had a thought where I was like, these two must be having really good sex. Like something is keeping Miranda in this 
Oh, I would say so. Think. Because she doesn't come across... Well, either that or she's being very defensive about, like, like hiding her feelings. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But I don't feel like we get the sense that she... She likes him. I get the sense that she likes how he makes her well, feel. Well, probably the fact that he's, like, completely obsessed with her and is giving her a lot of attention... And it's probably something that's like, you yeah. know what, it's like nice for the company, you know, whenever, when you are single and you're like, yeah. you know, there is somebody there giving you attention and probably scratching an itch, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Miranda walks over to the door and he stood posing at the door. He's got like his arm up. He's like leaning against the door frame. Yes. And he, it's like he's trying <laughs> to up his game. And Miranda's like you're late yes no he was an hour early and then he immediately is like oh uh and then he like comes out of his pose goes back to being like awkward skipper and then he's like i can wait outside i know he didn't even have a book yeah she's like yeah he's like i can wait outside and then i was like can you imagine skipper waiting outside in the hallway for an hour like this is pre-mobile phone he would literally just be sat there Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's willing to do that for her as well. Oh. And then Carrie's like, Carrie says, no, Skipper, you know, come in. <laughs> and then Miranda says, you know, I'm, I'm leaving anyway. She gets the coat and she tells Charlotte to keep her informed. She turns around to walk out. <laughs> Skipper's just stood there. And so, like, they kind of bump into each other. And she just looks back at the girls as if to say, like, Can you, do you see what I'm working with? Like... <laughs> She just doesn't want to give him a chance. But, like, I want to see them two on their own. Like, one-on-one. Yeah. Because it's almost like, you know, is she acting up in front of the girls because he is so much younger and stuff like that? Possibly. Yeah. That's a potential situation. I'm trying to think of, like, the future episodes, like, what scenes How long is he in this? Well, I think, like, I don't think he's in it past season two season well he oh, is in like one maybe two? one or two episodes in season two but i feel like he bumps into she bumps into him or something he's got a girlfriend or something like yeah, that. yeah but that is this season oh yeah that's this season okay so then we are all the girls have gone and carrie's just getting into bed with a book and she gets a phone call from amelita um, and she invites her to go out. She says, Carrie, you bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so she says, you must come out. And it was actually at the restaurant that they were trying to get in earlier, wasn't it? Balsacks? <laughs> the Balsack restaurant. <laughs> so Carrie jumps out of bed and goes in her new shoes. And this was my favourite outfit was Amelita's green outfit she's oh, okay. wearing the green blazer and the strapless dress oh my god stunning see my stunning. outfit my outfit was the one that Carrie wore like the, it was like the almost like white pearly dress that she had on. oh okay yeah I know that was gorgeous too with her with the wee fluffy shoes yeah yeah nice so once Carrie arrives Amelita comes running at her and shows her bracelet that Carlo bought her which was $12,000 <laughs> Jesus and she goes to um, 
Carrie, she wants her to meet the most fabulous man, which is Carlo's friend. Now, I did not get his name. I called him G. This was this was something. First of all, before we say this guy's name, when she was said, you know, I've got someone here for you to meet, and it was kind of showing like the back of his head. Did you think it was big? I did. I thought it was big. I was it like, looked like him. Yeah, like from the back, I was like, oh my god, this is big. But then I was like, wait, no, I've seen, like, I've seen this episode. I know it's not big, but I was like, yeah. is it big? <laughs> like it, I, it looked like a. It, I almost feel like it was, it was him, and it, they tricked us. Possibly, possibly, we could have been scammed. It was literally to the moment where she says his French friend. I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe not. It's not big. Yeah. So the name she says, I think it's like Gil. Oh, right. <laughs> but, G- but, however. However, in the later scenes, I swear to God, in the Carrie voiceover, she calls him Geo. So I was just like, I actually don't know what this guy is called. So well, we'll call him the French friend, the French architect. Yes. So he was there yes. on business, and then he was traveling to Brazil or something like that to work business. No, this was like I. This is the moment again. I didn't know the scene, the, the the episode scene by scene at this point, and what was going to come of. Like, I remember how it ended, but you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. Amelita says, you know, to the French guy, um, Carrie is the most beautiful, talented, fascinating girl mm-hmm. in New York City. Um, I was like, God, like, what a good friend. Like, she's really, mm-hmm. like, talking her up and, like, being so positive and nice about her. Yeah. But we yeah. find out later that I'm, like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. What? We'll talk about it later. But I was like, in my notes, I was like, what a good friend. <laughs> what a nice person. Okay. No, no, no. Let's just take it scene by scene. Give me your thoughts as they're like coming through, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so that's that. So she's chatting to the, the French man. She goes out. So she goes. Then we skip to like them outside walk, walking around. And she finds out about he's divorced with a three-year-old daughter. I believe, and they they're just chatting away. He seems actually like a really nice guy, doesn't he? Yeah. So then they're they're sitting chatting, and she does mention to him that she basically has no money. She says that she has no money because she has a substance abuse problem, mm-hmm. and his face he's just like, ow, what? And yeah, then she's like, designer footwear. So then he almost like invites her to come to Paris with her, and. And then she almost like would say, well, it would save me money on yeah. rent or something like but that. It, yeah, she she says as well, she says um, that she saw, this is, she described them as red flags. Oh, yes. She, she said, so she said the re, her red flags are that he was divorced, he was French, and I was like, <laughs> okay, problematic, and he's uncomfortably handsome. I was like, oh, okay. Why are these things red flags when literally two episodes ago, your pig friend was recording pe- recording women without the consent? Oh, God, but yeah. these are red flags. Like, okay. I know that, that he's divorced. Right, can we? Can I ask you, what are your top three red flags? Oh, okay, you go I've first. You go first, then. Someone who is emotionally unavailable. <laughs> Preach. She calls their Preach. ex a psycho because it's probably them that made them a psycho. Preach. Preach. Um, oh, what's my third one actually? Doesn't communicate. Oh, preach. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally am with that. And yeah, somebody that doesn't communicate, somebody that is negative about 
you know, like an ex or, yeah. you know, caught by bad mouth somebody that was in the life before. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be like a previous partner. It can literally be like, like Friend just or... how they speak about people that yeah. were once in the life yeah. that now they, they they don't, you know, get mm-hmm. on with or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think just, I don't know, sometimes there's just people say things and I'm just like red flag like they just say like inherently sexist things and I'm like bing and like yeah that's something I just when people say like ignorant comments Mm -hmm. and they might not even realize what they're saying like maybe they don't know where that statement has come from or a word like that has come from yes but something like that I'm like why are you why are you saying words that that you obviously don't know what they really mean Mm -hmm. or where they come from because if they actually knew you know if they took a minute to to learn about that thing that they're saying Mm -hmm. they probably wouldn't say that so somebody that's yeah just that just says things and doesn't understand doesn't take the time to to learn about things that aren't yeah but if you but this is like so if someone says something to me and I said well actually Mm. you know I don't appreciate you saying that like you know Mm. and it almost educated them Mm. if they actually took that education like as Mm. in like and you know then didn't say it but like when people are then like really defensive about it and they're and then they call you like oh you're you take things too personally or, yeah. and I'm like excuse me yeah like, yeah I yeah I do want to say I, like I don't mean somebody saying something once and then yes and then going oh shit like I you know didn't realize or yeah and then they, they don't say it again not talking about people like that I'm talking about people yeah. that do it on repeat and as much as you say like yeah you know, you're a dick you, yeah yeah <laughs> like you know if you say that what you're actually saying is this and that stems from that and then that's come from there and then they're still like well uh, uh, it's just what people yeah. say it's like no actually you can take control of your own vocabulary and not say ignorant yeah. things like people that are just ignorant as fuck gosh people, people. Uh, so after this scene so they've decided that they're going to meet or like he invites her to show her him the town even though he's been there like 12 times yeah he says he's been there 12 times but did you not think the show was kind of it was cramming down our throats like it said it multiple times that he is only in town for like a few days yeah like it just they kept saying it they said it again they said it again yeah. I was like, okay we got it we picked it up like the first time yes. now it's like the 10th time it was very much like the show was jamming that down. Yeah, throat. remember? Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh God, this scene, the, the part in the scene afterwards, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is awful. <laughs> the floating scene, the floating bit. Oh. Where she floats away. Yeah, when she was like, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, how disgusting is that? She said, yeah, she's. She says um, that she felt like she was floating on air and then it shows the background kind of getting lower and lower and it kind of looks like she's flying off, like almost like frigging Mary Poppins. I was oh, like... Oh, it was a horrible way to end a scene. I was like, what? Like, what? But I think they're trying to also show that it's almost like a bit of a, a fairy tale like situation like she's met him and even though we know that mm. he's said multiple times he's going out of town <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna t- the way that later on in the episode we see that he maybe is traded 
you know, sex yeah. for, for but, money. Whereas she has traded their night and sex with him for romance. You know, it's different. But I just didn't think, like, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I just didn't think that that suited the show. Like, how they... It was weird, yeah. It was weird. Like, it was very, like, it just, I just didn't, it was weird. Like I just It didn't it suit the show. Moment. It didn't suit no, the show. No, it didn't at all. So then she's trying, oh God, this scene made this scene. me howl. <laughs> it was so funny. So, um. It was. She's she's in her um, walking wardrobe trying to find something to wear and she says something about having a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear and she gets a wee knock on the door mm. and it's Skipper mm-hmm. and he's like this is Carrie by the way sorry oh this is Carrie <laughs> you should have known that by the walking wardrobe <laughs> no <laughs> we're <joking. laughs> um, so he um, he comes in and he's like oh I'm sorry I should go and then he and then she's like no come on in I think she's a very good friend in this like yeah um, no she she was yeah so he says he's basically like he's having a bit of a bad time because he's so obsessed with Miranda she says he she has a power over him yeah yeah and he's like is there a possibility to be addicted to a person yeah he says that he knows how he's being (laughs) he's turning Miranda off but he can't control it yeah. Because you know she has that power over me, and <laughs> I was like this line. So he says, "I've never considered my, or I've never considered myself to be a horn dog." <laughs> oh my god, horn dog! Yeah, <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Um, but horn he says that basically dog. sex is amazing, and he actually says the sex is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she said, but she never lets him stay and mm-hmm. they only have sex in the afternoon now mm-hmm. Carrie is really nice to hear she sort of sits beside him and she says gives him a suggestion which I quite liked and said you know maybe you should have a night together just, just you two and don't have sex and Skipper says this is the best bit ever so she goes um, yeah. it would be so hard to do and Carrie holds his hands and says, you just got to try. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> he goes, I don't even try afterwards. I just like to smell like her all day. And the way this scene, I swear to God. It was so good. Oh, so Carrie just like, she just the like, way she lets go of his hand. I know, she just looks at him, looks at her hands and let go. It's very like, very gently. Very slow. And just like holds her hands up as though like, do not like 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 she's just come off the toilet like <laughs> like when you've got nowhere to like wash your hands but you know you can't touch anything I know, and it's just this quiet moment where she's just like looking yeah. at her hands <laughs> and it was so funny was so i good. laughed so hard at that probably wasn't that funny yeah. but then um but then it instantly cuts to like her washing her hands. Yeah. And the voiceover, she says, I begin to feel that Miranda's sexuality was overpowering per Skipper. And I thought, this is Skipper's problem. Yeah. To be intimidated by that. Mm. That's not like, Miranda should not change yeah. her, you know. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She's probably not treating Skipper in the nicest way. But I feel like they both want two different things and and maybe they haven't communicated mm-hmm. because yeah like obviously Miranda just wants a fuck buddy and Skipper's like in love with her 
and I feel like they're both on different, you know, levels. Yeah. You know, one's here, one's there. And yeah, like, I feel like if they would just communicate, yeah. they could overcome these barriers. But they're mm-hmm. both not because Skipper doesn't want to scare off Miranda because he's like, well, I've, you know, I've got her here. I don't want to lose her. So I'm not going to say anything to jeopardize that. And some, and Miranda isn't also saying anything because she mm-hmm. doesn't want it to go anywhere else than what it actually already is. Yeah. But we never see like Miranda soften, you know, in, with, in her relationship. She's always that like, you know, comes across very, confident and almost like I hate this term but I can't think of anything else but that the woman who wears the trousers in the relationship you know yeah she always not not that she has that power but she always um what way do you put it that's her coping mechanism like she's fiercely independent yes that's a good way to put it yeah that's just it and she knows she's she's protecting herself and I feel like that is like obviously I identify as the Miranda and I relate to that because I put up these huge walls and I'm like fiercely independent and it is like a defense mechanism because you it, it's a way of protecting yourself so oh yeah I do it's like I can be alone I don't need yes, you yes exactly exactly yeah. and I but I do feel like she does soften up like later in the in the seasons when she's with certain people oh yeah she's still she's still very stubborn yes no i still think she just comes across as that very strong independent woman and yeah yeah, and well it's her way of showing that she is a strong independent woman you don't have to be that brash and and stubborn to be a Mm. strong independent woman but i think like that's almost how she betrays that part of her that independence that like i i Mm. I do know what you mean she does soften but like I don't think that I don't I, I just didn't I wasn't that keen on that comment because I was like well that's not Miranda's problem. problem like yes there are parts of it that I'm like you know like you say they're not communicating they want different things like um, mm. he, she's maybe not treating him in the best way but I still don't think mm. that that has anything to do with her but I feel like, yeah, what Carrie says as well, like she says, you know, is, is Miranda's sexuality overpowering Skipper? What she's saying, or maybe what she means to say, isn't anything to do with the fact that, that it's that they're having sex because obviously they have this relationship that isn't isn't just sexual. Like if you spend time around somebody, even if it's totally like platonic, you still have like that a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. and I feel like what Carrie meant to s- what she maybe meant was Miranda wants one thing Skipper wants another and what she really should be asking is you know how can Skipper communicate that he needs more you know like don't like because they've put it on Miranda as if to say it's what is is what she's doing overpowering someone when he actually needs to like yeah communicate what he wants no, I I do think like so I take that again like that sexuality I see that as almost that personality and that like you know like sexual confidence. Yes. Owning like owning your yeah like owning your the sexual side of you. Yeah, and like you're being that confident in your body and and like and almost 
she's controlling how and when it happens as well and like okay now you have to leave and you know that mm-hmm. like yeah she's been that like mm. she's taking the lead on those things whereas again like that is seems mm. to just be more her I just like you know that's how mm-hmm. she does things <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah I mean she's a woman she knows what she wants like yeah kind of the same like I feel like Miranda is the way with Skipper that Samantha is with a lot of mm. people yeah true so then ooh, I have a big capital letter sentence in this raging at Mr. Frenchman we go to Carrie spending the day with G <laughs> G-O. G let's just call him G G this fucking f- blue feather boa that she's wearing <laughs> See, yeah, and they're walking and it's like the cherry blossoms are falling in their face and all. And so they're having this wonderful, like what seems like a very romantic day. And then they end up back in his hotel room. Before they get to the hotel room, Carrie in the voiceover says, she says, a man and a slightly neurotic woman. And I was like, Carrie, are you becoming more (laughs) self-aware? Because you are neurotic as fuck. (laughs) I shouldn't have taken such a big gulp from my tea. Um, <laughs> maybe she is. Yeah, maybe she's doing some internal work on herself. Maybe she's been journaling and she's like, you know maybe. what? I am a piece of shit. No, maybe, maybe. she's maybe she's been doing journaling and she's like, I have some things that I need to work on. Yeah, we hope that for her and anyone really. Preach. Um, I journal quite often, so... Oh, I journal all the time. I yeah. love journaling. Yeah. Did I tell you? I, don't, I told you about my recce on Friday night, didn't I? About you what? I got recce done. What's that? It's a energy healing therapy. Oh, and I think you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went and got that done. I didn't know Friday. exactly what it was. I was just like, I'm just going to... They, they basically, like, unblock all your chakras and make you, like, <sighs> balanced... So it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you feel balanced? Well, do you know what? I actually feel a lot better. So like last week I was like super anxious. And then, mm. well, obviously I had that like moment as well whenever we were recording and I just like, remember? When was that, was that last week? Last Sunday? I just started crying at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like the second one, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, so I was just dead anxious and then they were like, oh, um, you have a very heavy heart. That's what I got told. I was like, oh my God. She was like, you have a very a heavy heart. She was oh like, my God. I know. I was like, this is so sad. She was like, um, I was just really like attracted to your, like your heart. And like, I had a lot of work to do. She says, um, there's a lot of emotion in there. I was like, I know. I know. I know. It lives inside of me. But she also said that I wasn't grounded. And she said that that was do, maybe do you do like a big life change and I'm like well I just moved so yeah. anywho so mm. they're back into the hotel room this is where mm. I was like I've got the big bold capital letters like mm-hmm. G girl I have I have some big capitals too in this for my notes so they're they're kissing they're they look like they're like very into each other and Carrie pulls back and mm-hmm. says she wants to stop I don't know what she actually says she says, yeah, she pulls back and says, I don't sleep with men. I've only known a day. 
And then Carrie in the voiceover says, I gave in. After all, it was already tomorrow in Paris. And yeah, then we kind of immediately cut to the next morning. See, before we go into this, sorry, I want to mention this, right? So whenever they were kissing and she had pulled back, like he should have stopped at that moment. 100%. Like that pisses me off with, Mm -hmm. well, I'm sure girls do it too. It pisses me off with guys that like that. And I know like she says, oh, Mm -hmm. she like Gavin. But that's the voiceover. Yeah, but it just like... I don't like that. I didn't like that. Yeah, if you if you are ever yeah if you're ever in a situation and you're kissing someone or doing anything and they go mm, I'm not sure stop you go okay we both stop this immediately mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, and let them change their mind on their own as well because <laughs> if she had if they'd stopped and he had let her stop and then yeah she was like oh no I actually want to do this and that's fair. This is the thing. If you don't have verbal consent... You don't have any consent. Like, people need to just get... <laughs> yes. People just need to get um, it in the head that unless you have explicit verbal consent, you you don't have consent. Yeah. Like, it's not difficult. Mm, I know. You know. I think people get very wrapped up in having this, like, romantic thing. Like, they see, like... Yeah, but do you know what's romantic? Somebody <laughs> asking for fucking consent. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, no, I okay. Mean, like, <laughs> I think that it's like, you know, you just start kissing and then all of a sudden mm. you're in bed and that's it. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, you know, a lot of shows, especially in the 90s, didn't show that them actually having that mm. do you want to have sex yes or no question mm. yeah well anyway so but I feel like sorry I was just gonna say I feel like because I was gonna ask you this last week but I didn't but I feel like it's something that is probably gonna come up but mm-hmm. and maybe we should like do a whole episode on this I don't know but do you think the show is a feminist show Mm, no I think there's like an effort to try and be but I also think there's like I can't remember what episode it was episode three it was episode three see this I don't know whether I want to say this or not but again just like the episode was directed by a guy I think it was it was actually the written by a guy written by a guy sorry 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 there was that scene with the Irish guy and Samantha Mm -hmm. I also think there are scenes and there's a lot of you know women helping out women but there's also not there's also a lot of catty comments and Mm. I feel like like because I I think the I think it it isn't and it is like there's Uh two sides and I think they come yeah. from different places. So I think the actual narrative of the show is not a feminist show. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do think we get moments yes. through the characters, mainly like probably Miranda. Mm-hmm. And even even Samantha at some, some points, mm-hmm. not all the time, but at yeah. some points. But I feel like they bring that. But I actually don't think in the whole of the show, the f- the F word, feminist, the word is not used. Really? I don't think it is. And I feel like if it was on TV now, it totally would 
the show would inherently be a feminist show. I also think if it was on TV now, it would be very, very, very different. It would be interesting yeah. to actually see, obviously... How they handle just, just like, that. like that, yeah. Yeah. Even, like, the movies, actually. Mm. You know, it would be interesting watching those again to see... Mm. I Okay, well, we've already slightly discussed off recording how the second movie has a lot of issues in it. Yeah, it's res- very problematic. Yeah, but... You know, it'll be interesting to watch that first movie again and see, well, is it? Is mm. that with that? Although, I don't know, is it a feminist movie? Nope. Well, the second one or the first the one? The first one. I feel like they don't really have the opportunity to be. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Mm. I know there's a scene coming up and I'm pretty sure it's in like the next maybe two or three episodes where... Miranda gets up from the table and she's like I'm fucking sick of talking about men like we're all smart intelligent women and all we do is sit around and talk about fucking men and it's like yes. but the whole show is like a lot of the narrative alright there are moments where they're talking about their careers or their own families or whatever you know whatever it is each other and their friendships but a lot of the show is talking about these women talking about their relationships Mm -hmm. mostly men and it's like you know i don't know i don't think if if sex in the city aired now i do not think i think a lot of it would be different yeah anyway back to the episode (laughs) (laughs) so 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 the next morning uh g says he has to leave to catch a plane she's in bed and he says enjoy the room you know get room service and i'll call you and then voiceover Carrie says, as he walked through the door, it suddenly dawned on her that neither of them had each other's phone number. And then she mm-hmm. looks uh-huh, <laughs> She looks to the side of the bed on the nightstand and there is an envelope. What is in that envelope, Keely? Oh, we're about to find <laughs> out. She opens the envelope and there is a thousand dollars in cash. If this is just awful. <gasps> Why have I written on my notes? <laughs> I'm like, what? So I'm like, he left her a note with $1,000 of cash. And wrote, this is awful. And then like below it, I wrote, thanks for the beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> she, she sees this money. And then it cuts to later in the morning, mm-hmm. and she's got Samantha and Miranda over for breakfast, mm-hmm. and um, he's obviously told her to, you know, get room service, so they've ordered some, some food in. They are taking advantage as they should. <laughs> yes, they are getting the, you know, the most of their, the situation. Yeah. And Miranda is reviewing the no as, you know... A couple of episodes ago, she was reviewing the phone call. Now she's renewing, um, renewing, reviewing the note. Mm-hmm. And it says in the note, thanks for the beautiful day. Oh, that's yeah. where I got that from. It says like, thanks for the beautiful that? day. And Carrie says that they had a fantastic connection. And she says, what about me screams whore? And I was like, why are you saying that? Like, stop slut shaming. Anyway. Herself, though. Yeah, like, 
Samantha is is more annoyed that Carrie got into the Balsack restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and then Carrie says, you know, we're paying for this breakfast ourselves. Mm-hmm. And Miranda says, you know, the breakfast is one thing, but the money, she draws the line at the money. Samantha says, don't be so uptight. She says, money is power. Sex is power. Therefore, getting money in exchange for sex is simply an exchange of power. And Miranda is like, do not listen to Samantha. And Samantha's like, just take the money. And Carrie says, even if she wanted to return the money, they had no way of getting in touch with one another. And Samantha says, well, he paid in full, so what more is there to discuss? And Miranda asks about Amelita, and she says she's concerned that Carrie is being drafted into a ring of high-class hookers. And I was like, again, sex worker. But Carrie... Yeah, Carrie says that she did allude to the fact that she was a bit strapped for cash these days. Several times. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. Samantha's like, sweetheart, men give, women receive. And this is when... No, she says, sweetheart, men give, women receive. This is biological destiny. My notes is just like, no. And then Miranda <laughs> is fuming. She's like, hello. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the kind of argument men have been using for since the dawn of time. And then they just start to bicker with one another. And Carrie's like, Stop. She says that she's going to write this off as a bad date with a cash bonus. And would you, Ellen, what would mm-hmm. you have done if you was in this situation and you woke up, somebody was like, I have to go. You know, you had no way of contacting one another and you found a thousand dollars of cash on the nightstand. How, how would that make you feel? What would you do? It would make me feel shit. I think any girl that woke up in that situation would make me feel pretty crap. However, I will say this, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily care if we had exchanged numbers and I was never going to see him again Mm -hmm. because that was the expectation from Mm -hmm. the beginning. You know, she knew he was only away, he was only there for the night. So that part wouldn't bother me if he had left and we had not exchanged. They were were both very aware of the fact that they weren't going to see each other again the money i would feel extremely offended by that somebody would even think that Mm -hmm. they should give me money for having sex with them what i would do i don't actually know what i would do would you just take what would you do how would you feel if i was in carrie's situation obviously if if you wake up and you've spent the night with somebody and they've left and there is money on the table i would be probably not very happy i would actually like feel very like embarrassed or something like like a bit like oh my god yeah like and i just want to say i just want to say as well like while we're talking about this like because there are sex workers out there that do this for a living and we're not trying to oh no we're, we're just saying from our thing we're not knocking anybody that that does this no, i just want to say no, that. No, no, no. just to clarify yeah but if I if I had woken up and this had happened and there was money, I would feel a bit used. Yeah, like well, if someone is like you know if that is their job, there is that expectation that you are going to receive money. Yeah, you providing you providing yes. a service and you are getting but, paid, and that is how it should be. If that is yeah. your line of work. And if you feel as though you've had a genuine connection with someone, whether you're going to see them the next day or not. 
you would almost mm-hmm. feel like was all that like like was he just a really good actor like yeah like, like you would feel like cheated like yeah emotionally mm. not like you know uh, it would just be like oh, was this all a lie like but there's also the side where in the earlier scene this this woman amelita buys carrie you know these 500 dollars shoes and you know at first she says you know i can't accept this but she lets she lets her pay for this for the shoes mm. and then in this scene she's a she's offended that she's spent time with somebody and they've they've given us something for it in exchange for that mm-hmm. and i wonder how would carrie have felt if she'd woke up and there was a gift there oh god very true yeah if it was not 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 just an envelope full of cash mm-hmm. if there was i don't know just any just a gift and with the note that says like thank you for the beautiful night or you know whatever it said thank you for the beautiful day <laughs> Thanks for the beautiful day. Thanks for the beautiful day. But I I do think she would have been more accepting of a, of a gift, of something, mm-hmm. like a physical, tangible item. And I think because it's cash, she feels like he's bought her almost. Yeah. Like bought a night yeah. with her. Uh-huh. But there is... See, this is the thing with this episode. It's about Carrie and this guy... They both are aware of the fact that he's leaving town and he obviously leaves this money on the nightstand. Mm-hmm. But Carrie Carrie knew from the moment she met him that he, you know, wasn't staying around. And they both they both, in a way, use each other to get a nice mm-hmm. night or a nice couple of days of company with, with one another and get this connection. Yeah. So they both are using each other for their own motives. Carrie probably just wanted to, you know, connect with somebody and have a, have some fun. And the guy probably did the same thing. And yeah, I just I just think what would happen if there was a gift there and not cash? Would she have felt, you know, the same yeah that's very very true good point like like obviously in the earlier scene she she let somebody buy shoes for 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 no reason Mm -hmm. for absolutely no Mm -hmm. reason other than they offered yeah um but anywho so we move to the scene where charlotte turns up at neville's townhouse to go and see his new work and she he meets her at the at her car and brings her into this like sh- it was almost like a barn yeah it was like it? A, it was like supposed to be like his studio but he did look like a barn yeah and she walks in and her face drops <laughs> because yes. um he says that it's like <laughs> whatever it was it's the most beautiful it's the most powerful source of the universe um <laughs> And then they're all vaginas. <laughs> yes. So this guy has a studio full. First of all, he, he, it's like he, they come in and it's really dark and she can't see any of the work. Mm-hmm. And then he explains, yeah, what did he say? The most beautiful 
source of the universe um it's the source of all life and pleasure and uh, yeah and he has all these pictures of vaginas yeah and he said he used to pay for nudes but the truth was only to be found in the- why don't we just call it the see you next tuesday <laughs> we just say see you next tuesday yeah. obviously he's got all these paintings of these vaginas and he's talking about the power that it is the power that these vaginas hold yeah and it was a contrast to the episode because he is actually talking about the power the vagina holds yeah you know in in that i know that i'm not saying that you have to have a vagina to be a woman because that's not how it works but in the 90s i think that was where they were going but um he's talking about how much he appreciates it for what it is and he's like very appreciative of the vagina he like loves it he's like the biggest fan (laughs) he's the vagina's biggest fan yeah he says he says it's the source of all life pleasure and beauty then his wife gertrude comes in with a tray of some drinks and snacks and he introduces her and the whole time by the way charlotte just looks mortified yeah she's like get me out of here yeah she's like get me out of here and his wife comes in with a tray of um some drinks and snacks and he introduces her and he explains that each of the portraits is of a woman he has who has touched my life and his wife is is literally looking at him like she is so moved by what he was saying yeah. <laughs> but at the same time charlotte just looks so awkward and uncomfortable and concerned I, yeah that's exactly yeah. what i wrote yeah so charlotte's giving big side eye and he says to charlotte would would charlotte pose for him and she's like <gasps> she's like very awkward and she's like oh you know I'm very flattered but um and she's like obviously gonna say no because it's not something that she's comfortable with and then he's like oh perfect you're here i can paint you now and then we have the quote of the episode she has a wild prediction (laughs) the best quote (laughs) i bet you have a beautiful time dear (laughs) oh my god can you imagine somebody saying that to you like well she's not even that old but like this like woman just being like it was just the way she said it was great i know she was so happy about it like her husband was going to paint her vagina yeah like and would have had to get into a position she would have (laughs) to be in a position for him to be able to paint it the way he paints them you know what i mean so we then move on to a scene where Samantha and Carrie are again trying to get into the ball sack restaurant. <laughs> um, and that woman again, the host, the most important woman in New York mm-hmm. at the minute, or the most powerful woman in New York, was still like, you know, refusing to let them in. And This is where also Samantha with the line, she's, she says, like, obviously this hostess isn't letting them in. And then Samantha's like, is there a host I can talk to? And the woman goes off. And then Samantha says to Carrie, I will snap her. I will bend her over my knee and I will snap her like a twig. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then Carrie runs off to go to the bathroom 
and she sees Amelita mm-hmm. um, from afar and goes over and says hi and um, she gets introduced. Now, I didn't, did you catch everybody's name? Um, I don't think I wrote them down for this. Yeah, I didn't write the names down, but this scene, it literally mirrors the scene from earlier. Yeah. But all the people are different. So like, Amelita's boyfriend is a different person and uh, obviously the, the friends that they're with are different people as well. There's some guy there who, they, they're all talking about going to Venice and they, so they, they sort of say to Carrie about coming to Venice and some guy who's sitting there grabs mm-hmm. her and, oh, I hate when men do that, grabbed her. That was so disgusting. Like pulled her in. Amelita introduces um, Carrie to this guy from Venice and she's like, oh, I heard it's sinking. And the, he pulls her and he says, you should come. And it, it didn't even seem like it just seemed a very, a very aggressive pull. Yes. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he gently, you know, grabbed a hand and pulled her you know, in. Was kind yeah. Of pulled her in. Like, it, it, yeah, it was almost like a a bit of a possession kind of yeah it was yeah. it really like it was disgusting yeah like the way you just grabbed her and pulled her over but carrie like wasn't she didn't seem like annoyed by it if somebody did that to me i'd be like don't you touch me <laughs> yeah i think she looked uncomfortable yeah and she does so he does like move her hand down to her bum and she does move it away and that's when she's like no but she does say in the voiceover she says like um that she was what did she say she does say she would be she would consider like going is that what you mean yeah yeah she says like she'd consider going and i was like why would you consider going anywhere with this piece of shit (laughs) yeah i know um but then it's funny as well like because like you say it mirrors mirrors Mm. the scene beforehand like Mm. amelita's like this is carrie she's like and this is where before I was like, I, you know, thought what a great friend. And now I'm like, mm, you're putting her into situations that she doesn't know she's going in. Yeah. Like that's what she did in mm-hmm. that. She knew probably, I would, I would say she knew what the situation was going to be with French guy mm-hmm. and Carrie was not aware. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, you're putting her into situations she's not comfortable with mm-hmm. and or aware of. Yeah. Like am I right in saying that no yeah like I I was gonna ask as well like what you thought about you know Amelita and these because obviously we've seen her in these two situations where mm-hmm. she's with these people and Carrie in the voiceover in the previous scenes you know says that she's using these people for their money or their lifestyles or whatever it is mm-hmm. I, w- I just wanted to know like your opinion on that well I think you know we said something similar to like how Carrie and French guy like they were almost using they were getting something out of each other in that in that scenario if like both parties are sort of on the same page I yeah. don't see an issue with it yeah however in the situation where she brings Carrie into it unknowingly mm-hmm. I don't and it, I don't think was just like great thing to do when you were saying that then i don't know why i thought of miranda and skipper like (laughs) about you know when when two people are are on the same page it just kind of made me think of miranda and skipper being on totally they're reading totally different books they're not even in the same library like 
you know but I also think that they're both aware of that as well like yeah you know, like there's an unwritten there's an unspoken dynamic yeah and I think like there there's that almost just being a bit like ignorant toward ignorant to it like they're just ignoring the fact that they probably end up like hurting each other, you know, and that sort of thing. But but yeah, but but all but that is because they're both they're both just in the moment. They're both getting what they want out of that moment. Yeah. And obviously there's there's that contrast with Amelita and, you know, her friends that she, you know, travels with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause ultimately everybody <laughs> like I know this sounds a bit weird, but everybody is is using everybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Even people that are in love with each other and are married and people get into, like, relationships and and it's because they want company mm-hmm. for themselves. Yeah. Obviously, there's, there's a difference between using somebody for good and, and what the other person enjoys and then using somebody for, like... Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Just in a shitty way and making them feel horrible. But everybody, everybody is, you know. You've just reminded me of an episode of Friends. <laughs> and I know that that's probably just like off the mark, but like oh my God. where <laughs> they talk about that there's no selfless good deed because even whenever you do something good for someone or some or do a good thing, mm. you still, you get that almost a, mm. well, I did a good thing today, a little pound back and you feel great about doing it. But everybody get something from other people but it's like being like you know there's a mutual agreement with it all because like you know we have a friendship we're getting Mm. friendship from each other like you know that's a mutual thing whereas you know if Mm. yeah if someone was using someone just for their own benefits of I don't know how to put that but you know what I mean yeah and it also yeah it also kind of takes it gives me like a flashback to like episode two when they were talking about like you know like models and mm-hmm. all this and it's like people use people that look a certain way yeah as well like there's all different forms of power yeah and they did they they talked a lot actually about in that episode about how beauty is power and mm. looks are power and yeah as she walks away so um Carrie comes to her senses and says you know walks away and says you know she sort of they invite her to stay um and have dinner with them and she's like nah and she says you know just because venice was sinking doesn't mean her morals have to yeah which i was like good girl yeah then we see her in the bath and she's sort of fixing herself up and mm-hmm. the most powerful woman in manhattan walks in mm-hmm. um and goes to the bathroom and she pops her head out mm-hmm. and she asks for a tampon so yeah, she says the most powerful woman in Manhattan asks her for a favour. Obviously, that's when she pops her head out and she's like, do you have a tampon? And Carrie's like, oh yeah, sure, like, gives her one. And then it cuts to Sam and Carrie, um, they're getting escorted to the table. And Carrie says in the voiceover that she never told Sam about her newfound power, but they always got a table at the Balsack restaurant again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah this was where it was obviously the theme of the episode kind of comes back because it's like women helping women you know like the power of um a woman helping another woman 
and ultimately it got her you know it got her like which what, what something that they wanted all all the episode was to be able to get into this restaurant <laughs> Both but it was just nice how it ended on I know it's not like the the final final scene but obviously it's it's ending on this idea that she finally gets something that they want through helping another another woman yeah the last scene so then we go to the last scene and this is fun so they're in charlotte's gallery and obviously she has the neville whatever his name is art in her gallery and all the girls are there and they're sort of like looking at them and running over to charlotte and being like is it this one is it this one is it, like is it number five is yeah it number nine? and they're trying yeah. to figure out which one is her vagina <laughs> you can almost feel a sense of empowerment from charlotte as well that she did this and yeah. you know it's it's not yeah. like a it wasn't done in a way to sexualize yeah a woman it was like this is a beautiful thing appreciate it yeah 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 so i think she really felt quite well it came across that she felt quite empowered she felt empowered yeah yeah then she get, gathers them on they sort of like whisper down a line that what number it is and they all run over yeah. and just like look at it yeah um and then carrie says they say that a picture is worth a thousand words but in this case she was speechless Mm-hmm. and that's the end of the episode yeah that was um that was an intense episode we did touch on quite a lot we for did a 30 minute episode <laughs> <laughs> but some yeah no there was just a lot going on and like a lot of things to discuss yeah definitely definitely yeah i feel really like you feel warm. i don't know Tell me how you feel. <laughs> well, therapist Ellen, I feel. I don't know. There was just so yeah, like there was just so much to discuss that I just you know like when you've talked about a lot of things and then your brain just feels a bit fried because there was so much to like dissect. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a lot. There was a lot, and just probably quite a lot for us to be quite to a lot for us to relate not necessarily relate directly to like I've never been in a situation where someone paid me for sex you know unknowingly or knowingly I thought you were gonna say painted my vagina <laughs> I've never been in that situation either can you imagine so no. I can't like directly you know but like there are yeah you've aspects. got no first-hand experience yeah 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 that is the end of the episode with the amazing quote that i'll never forget because it's so iconic <laughs> but that was yeah great episode thank you for listening follow us on instagram thank you like subscribe please do all the things do all the things please all the things no, do them all. Yes, we um every week we are putting up our quote of the episode. Our um, mm-hmm. what else are we doing? We're putting our outfit of the episode. Outfit of the episode, yeah. Um and come tell us yours. Share it with us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, come to the Instagram join in on the conversation 
It's comment on the pictures. Chacha. Tell us your favorite moments. Tell us. Offer some feedback. Like, I mean, at this point, we've we've won this in our. <laughs> At this point in our podcasting career, in our podcasting we have career. one listener that is not you or your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? What? I don't know. <laughs> it's one, and then it's going to be like a million. A million and one. A million and one podcast listeners. Tell us if you would take the money. How would you feel? Tell us what your red flags are. Oh, yes. Please tell us what your red flags are. Do you agree with ours? Because I have like so many red flags. Yeah. Like so many Mm -hmm. at this point I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) are there are the red flags though that you have building walls around you (laughs) (laughs) dun 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 Ellen I am like like I was saying before about Miranda building Mm -hmm. up the wall my whole wall is like 12 layers of red flags and it's all around me in a giant circle and I'm stood in the middle see this is why Miranda has fucking red hair because she is the red flag queen yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, they talk to me. <laughs> red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> they ask me on a date. Red flag. <laughs> oh my god. Honest to God, everything's a red flag these days. Yeah, tell me about it. Anywho, anywho, let's go. Right, let's stop recording. Goodbye. See you later. Bye, everyone. Love you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Carried Away Podcast to join in on the conversation.